It's a new year. Welcome to Monday Club. Tonight we've got a very special guest. Obviously, we've got Nico in the house as usual, uh, co-host with the most host. Um, but we've actually got the love child of James Beck and David Savory in the house. <laughs> um, yeah. He's caused a lot of lot of uh, ruptions on Twitter with his opi- over opinionated self, and he's not shy of a swear word. So we're going to try and keep it to, to a minimum for a bit, but you know it's probably going to descend into chaos like we usually do on the, on the podcast. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, you, well, how could we not? Well, at least at least once. <laughs> yeah, like, how, how, how can we not without with the nonsense that you've been putting out lately? Do you know? Do you know what? Honestly, and this is the complete truth. Uh, something happened with me regarding my app on social media and the the place I work. Electrician thought, you know what? I'm going to get myself busy and get on that podcast, and I'm here. So fuck you, brain. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me there. I said I was going to do something, did he? So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for that. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any say. First of all, let's happy new year to everyone, because we've not said that. Sam, you had a good new year? So, do you know what? I felt like it was a low-energy Christmas. Do you agree with that? Yeah, Rain. I was very chilled. Like, it was just like... I don't know, I didn't get that good Christmas vibe. You know, I oh. wasn't like all like that warm feeling. I just, I was just that's like whiskey, that is, mate. That's that's whiskey. Listen, I'm the Lord Chief Justice of whiskey. I've got like, look at this. I made oh, this over okay. time. Has he got trousers on today? He stood up the other day and he needed his boxes on. <laughs> See, this is 70% Ooh, Sambuca. That's I cool. made myself. This is, really? Yeah, this is my own, my very own uh, 70%. To all the audio listeners, Sam is holding up a glass skull full of black liquid that looks like tar. And it, no, it's so (laughs) delicious. But listen, two or three shots, you're feeling, you're feeling well wavy. I Um, need to look at Sambuca and I'm being sick. Honestly, bad experiences. Once you've drunk that, you like, you'll enjoy yourself that night, but you'll never drink it again. Um, So yeah, I just, I don't know, it's a bit lackluster. I was really excited because it's Harper's first Christmas where she really understands stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, towards a Christmas tree, put on the lights and all that nonsense. But the reality is, I don't know, it's just lackluster, in my opinion. What about you, Jamie? Uh, I can't be fucked over Christmas. Uh, I used to always work because it's typical shutdown period for industrial. I've got a child now, so I stop here and I get my enjoyment out of watching her. Other than that, I ate the entire thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to working it, and I like structure. I like my day to have something to happen, and it's not. It doesn't do that. Yeah, so that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why I dislike it. But the older my kids get, the more I, into it I'm getting. I've got to be honest. How old are your kids? One of them that I know of, uh, four. So. Oh my! Yeah, my daughter's four as well. So the yeah, same age at Christmas, understanding what's going on, and it's nice. It is nice. Well, my daughter's yeah, three in April, so there. So everyone likes Frozen, yeah. Oh yes, oh, all the time. Watch it for the first time. I tell you what, it's not bad. <laughs> Only once. Only once. What about Frozen Two? You watch Frozen Two? Oh, that's next. We're going to watch that next. That's all right. We've had that on twice today. She's got my my one of the best <laughs> mates bought uh, her an Elsa doll. You click the chest and it sings fifteen seconds of one of the songs. So we had to <laughs> go to Frozen Two, find the song, play it, and then when I say go, she clicks it. So they both play at the same time. And if we get it out of sync, we have to rewind and do it again. No, not playing them games. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not doing it. But um, what was I going to say? I take it to say, now you're talking about Frozen. <laughs> Don't know. Should oh, we get on to I'm... Jamie? Huh? Should we get on to Jamie? Not that way. Not yet. Oh, calm down, lads. No respect. Yeah, so because what? obviously, so I've, I've seen you crop up on Twitter. That's about it. I, don't, I can't say I saw the YouTube videos until literally... Earlier, Sam said, watch this one about the uh, the Christmas life fitting, and I must agree that is a brilliant video. Um, but yeah, you sort of just come out of nowhere in my eyes, and I think Sam would agree the same. So, so what's this all about then? Have you been lurking in the background on social media before, or you just not not gone on I'm it? Ju- I, I'm just, I thought, like I said, I thought I could get myself on that podcast, and then there we go. So I thought I'd make a presence and off your bomb. That's not a joke. That's the truth. Oh, really? Yeah, straight <laughs> up. I'm not fooling to you. So we're directly like, responsible here. for this? Yeah, yeah, straight up. I thought I'd, oh, we're I, so I'm, sorry, Will. I'm, I'm, I'm so fanning sorry. around. I'm fanning around, not doing no. I like, see if you get on that podcast. I'll see if you can make an impression on social media, and that's what I did. That is literally it. Obviously, out by that video that went a bit viral. Yeah, I thought, fuck it, I've a bash at that. I'm in the game. 
I've got a lot to say. You have got a lot to say, and you say it quite well, but I feel like you've got some sort of mad energy around you. Are you like... Extra ADHD user. ADHD or something? <laughs> I don't know. I am dyslexic, so like I've got to get it out of here because I can't put it on paper, can I? So yeah. you only get one chance to make a first impression. I don't think, Sam, you're meant to go up to someone. Have you got ADHD? Yeah, you can. I I've don't I don't think that's the done or said <laughs> thing nowadays, if I'm honest. Well, it's mental. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> are you are you bonkers? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm a little bit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> You are a good mixture of Dave Savory. I give you that. Christ. Yeah, oh, Dave Savory. I'm not going to say what was said, but Dave Savory sent me a tweet about doing this podcast, and he's doing something now that's making me feel ill. That's all I'm going to say. I'll show it you later in private. Oh. He sent me a text. And I was like, even I was like, I can't reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 no one silences me, but I was like, I'm not. Oh, he watched you frozen. No, it was. Oh. It was. It was going to record himself doing something while he's listening to this podcast that I don't want to go into. Makes me... I tell you what, one day right. we need to get all four of us on, you and Dave on together. <laughs> we'll, me and Sam will just sit back and go, just, <sighs> mate, could you imagine the, the, the car crash that the podcast will be? I, yeah. As be you know, I've got the beep. I've got the beep for swearing. I can email you that across. It doesn't really it matter. Down. You've already done it. Like It's all downhill from here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you're quite opinionated. You, like, you're not shy at coming forward. What are no. your like? What are your gripes in the industry then? Uh, that we don't look after our young people enough and bring in talent that fucks me right off. So proper. I think I think your views align with Mark. You know Mark Allison, a one to one. Mark Allison, can I do a thank you? Can I do a thank you while I'm on? Yeah, Mark Allison. Are you, have you said yeah? Sorry. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Mark, <laughs> I reached out to Mark Allison the other week about um, something I need to do with solar. Uh, getting a bit of test equipment and he put me in touch with Steve Hayes at TIS yeah. and uh, they didn't just lend me it well it's worked for me it was for an organisation I'm part of they didn't just lend me it they gave me it so I just want to take this opportunity to say thanks to them rather than just doing some wank tweet yeah, yeah cheers to both of them for that um, it'll come out eventually what it's for but um, I'm not going to give it a game away because it's for them to do some PR stuff with but nice what was the, que- what was the question sorry the thing is <laughs> TIS are a wicked company like they converted me. Um, I'm on the bandwagon with TIS. Steve's a really nice guy. Mark's a really nice guy. Um, Mark's bro. Mark is is a good lad, and he's obviously got a uh, like me. He's he's interesting bringing you forward to be honest in the trade. So you know what they say about people who teach the crap. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, totally. They are. They're absolute shit. That's why I do it because I'm the only good one there. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you a teacher um, as well? A local college. I'm, a, I'm, a t- I'm working in as a tutor. So what I'll say is, five percent of you know in the normal general population now, yeah, five percent of the people fuck it up. That's what makes the population bad. Five percent of the people cause all the grief. Same with teaching. Ninety-five percent of the people in it are shit. Five percent of us are great, and we're trying to make the difference the best we can. Um, is it true that I've heard that you, some people that are teaching electrics, aren't even qualified to like what we are? Yeah, um, Adrian Daisy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Because yeah, I heard oh, about fine. it ages ago. I just presumed it would be the logical thing of you can only teach that if you've got the qualification in it. No, there's like loads, a uni people degree. Colleges, loads of people at colleges that ain't got a tube of glue. You, you just got to be able to deliver the syllabus, basically, isn't it? You've got to be able yeah. to deliver the syllabus. But... You have a basic understanding of it. What I try and do is I try and make every course different. So I found myself that you can autopilot it. So you're banging out a joke and everyone's laughing. They don't realise you pulled that same stunt last week. Yeah. And I try to avoid that. I try to make every time I do it, it's different. I'm coming up with something to do. But I do that at the minute. I might go back on my tools. I don't know. But it is, yeah, you're right. It is full of cretins. I'm not, I don't mind getting the hate on Twitter for that either. <laughs> so, so, so come on, man. There's a lot of information here to unpack. So why did you come off the tools? Because I'm wank. I told you. <laughs> no, I Are come just... off. Oh, just stuff. Um, Sorry. Uh. I've made my money. I've made my money, and I want to. I want other people to do well out the trade too. Genuinely. Wait, what? Genuinely Hold feel on. like that. Hold on. You can't come on here and say you made your money, and now I'm going teaching. What do you mean yeah, you yeah, made your money? Paid the mortgage off, and I was like, "Fuck this!" I had a massive company. I just shut you all down. It's like, "Fuck this!" It's whack. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, employed quite a few fake, people. It's not fake books. This was all real shit. Um, I employed a panel builder. We used to work all over the country for for big people um 
And I, once the mortgage was paid off, I remember texting my missus going, can we pay the mortgage off? And we had a lump of cash and the van was paid for, tools paid for, like that. Yeah, fuck it. And I, the job was on and I went, that's me done, lads. Sorry. And I just went. Bloody hell. So because like, I, 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 you know when you've got kids hanging around in your street, kicking off, you know if you don't do something about that, you're part of the problem, aren't you? So I've always done youth work. And I was like, oh, these sparks going for a shite. So I thought, well, I better go and teach them, then. So where Fair does enough. your where does your your um your your passion for helping the youth come from then? Because I'm a dyslexic person myself who needed the uh, kick up the arse and had people do that for me. Oh, so you just re- repaying the favour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the Sparks I worked for were legendary. Like, pro- I mean, you're the same age as me, Sam. I think you're about forty, aren't you? Yeah, uh, thirty nine, forty eight. Yeah. Proper JRB Sparks back in the early 90s, you could graph for them because they knew what they were doing. And I, I see that going away. So I think, do you know what, mate? I think I think you're right. But I feel like that when you when the Sparks in the 90s were... See, I wasn't really sparking in the 90s. So... I was born in the 90s. Sorry, noughties, noughties. What am I about? I took a lot of drugs since then. It was the noughties. Welcome to the club. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I'll bid you tell <laughs> But no, what it is, so you had the old school Sparks who knew their job inside and out and they worked to the JIB regs, not regs, uh, the JIB yeah, the rules. stuff, the rules, and they followed all the mandates and that. And then they got paid according to the mandates. And then they all went subbing. And it was, yeah. and because you could, there was a load of money being thrown about, wasn't there? And Yo, then I know, got, this was crazy. And so you could also get your, um, so you could get, like, if say you had to take an SDS to site, you got an extra 50p an hour and stuff like that. They were that just throwing money stuff, about, man. you was getting like 12 hours and only working eight. And, you know, there's having it off for a long period. Um, and then when that all stopped, a sort of attitude fell on the industry that that made it like, well, we ain't getting all these perks anymore because obviously the recession happened in 2008, didn't it? I still blame Part P, to be honest, myself in, in my, I know you're London based. Oh, this is P. interesting. Go on. I still blame, I still blame, I can see where you're coming from because I know down London in the north it was mad, but I still blame Part P for the downfall of the industry Why? from what I consider. Because Why? of five day courses and everyone letting every fucker in, basically. Yeah, but there was a, yeah, I'm but sorry. like you know, if you're subbing in London, you can't like you're not getting on on a job with a five day course. Yeah, but the person who's taking you on can lie and say you ain't got a five day course, and that's what was happening. I, see, dun, dun, I don't dun. know this side. I don't know this side. I don't know this side of it. This is this is interesting because it's regional I, in it as well. Yeah, I suppose it's not stringent. Like when you work in London, there's a lot of you got. To, I know. I've been on a job. I went <laughs> about two years ago. I went on a job, and it was like I had six inductions. <laughs> what? Six inductions. I had two online inductions to do in my own time at home before I even got to the site. Is that one of the big builders? They love it, don't they? Yeah. Where was that now? It was. It was an Amazon job uh, in Dartford. So it wasn't even two years ago. It was last year. So before I, before I come on this job, because um, I went on the cards, I'd had enough. Mm. I had enough of subbing. I've subbed all round. And now I've gone on the cards. Um, I leveled up and went on the cards and become a supervisor and stuff. It's, it's well worth it. I'm I'm really pleased I've done it. Um, but yeah, just going back to what we were talking about. So you think because of Part P and the five-day courses, but you can't really blame Part P for the five-day courses because it's a lot of the, like, like a lot of the people dishing out the cards. So like the JRB were complicit in it because they're dishing out the cards to anyone with any type of electrical qualification. You could get a card, do your uh, ECS test, and boom, you're off to the races. You're right. You, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not blaming Part P. The, the, the idea behind it was solid, but what I'm saying is at that point, that's when it started to get down, go downhill. Because obviously people were seeing the money getting flung about. I, I know one guy, Paul, he was the first guy who got me into this. Shout out to Paul. Um, we are doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu together. Um, he was a lot older than me, but um, he was, uh, he said, oh, come and work for me. Like, I'd lost my job and all this sort of stuff. He goes, come work for me, do a bit of labour and blah, blah, blah. And I started out as an electrical uh, mate, 
Sparky's mate. And uh, he was telling me all the stories about when it was like, when it was the boom times and absolutely smashing it. He was driving a Porsche. Get, he was driving a Porsche to work, getting out with a high vis on. <laughs> no, it was mad. It was crazy money. I remember being a third year apprentice on like four, five hundred, six hundred pound a week. And yeah. Me and my mates to get home on Friday night, and that was it. Bang till Sunday night. Go to work like that on Monday morning, hanging. It was We've great. It's a great it. time to be an apprentice. I loved it. Absolutely loved my apprenticeship. It's um. So. Do you think that the part P opened up the floodgates to these five-day courses? I don't think. I know. I, know. Listen, I like just, it, man. This is a whole as, different perspective. I've never had this conversation before. As, as much as the as much as the NIC will try to eradicate all the five-day courses they ran off their off their online presence. Yeah, we all know they went off. <laughs> yeah. If I could get the back issues of professional electrician, I could show them you all. And some of the people who let the money get into bed with them, who were supposed to look out for us who actually, it turns out now, 10 years later, don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> and of rectors. I just have no knowledge in any of this. I think it's just because I came in a bit longer, like after you guys, it would already, part piece of it was already there when I started, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I respect what you've done, Nick. I know you've got an apprentice, you really look after him and that. Because yeah, that's yeah, what you do. Most sport apprentice in the UK, no doubt. Every, everyone should bring an apprentice through. And if you do that, you, you've, you've done it and you're one, you've produced another one. Conscience is clear, but big firms yeah. don't want to do that now. About 2008, all the big firms went, yeah, fuck training all these lads. We'll just go and buy this cheap labour. Yeah. And then now, they, now they're paying for it. So fuck them. Yeah, pay us more and we'll work for you. Other than that, sort did out you your ever, own blokes. Did you ever hear the stories about, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but there's a building, there's a one of the big five uh, electrical companies they said, I heard rumours that they had set up a school in Poland just to get through the ECS test to get um, to get people over. I've heard them all. I've heard them all. I know the, I work for a company not called Good Mountain Earth They're still going, but they've changed the name. And they had 10 apprentices every year. And that was one thing about them. They had 10 apprentices every year. They brought up their own talent and everyone, people stayed. But a lot of the big, big contractors, well, again, I won't name in case I ever need to get a job with them. <laughs> they just went, yeah. Fuck training these lads, fuck spending this money. We'll just, we'll just nick other people's. And that's now buying them. Yeah. I, it's it's, a, funny it, it? it's hmm. a funny thing. There was a, there was a big moment. There's a big shift when all the perks went out of it. So you're 12 hours for an eight hour day. That went. And people go, well, obviously that's gone. But what the, the, the kind of the deal was, I'm going to pay you by the hour, but this is your day rate. And then all of a sudden it just got slashed, didn't it? I remember like 2008 when I was, I just, I was like freshly qualified in that. And um, I was working for £12.50 an hour on an eight hour day as a, a gold card spark. What, what, what was that a good rate? I can't remember now that far back. No, that was were. terrible. That was less than the JIB rate. And I was a subby. Oh, no perks. No perks. It was, yeah. it was. It was eight till four. It was at St Thomas's Hospital, and then literally it was the only job I could find in London to go. So what to. We, what what qualifications did you have at that point? Just my gold card. All oh, right, so he's qualified. Yeah, so fair one. I mean, if you if you're training, getting that money, then oh get, mate, get, get yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's at a point now. What do you think about the state of the industry now? And like in terms of when you look online and you look at like electricians now there is like this sort of sense that everyone like you're always going to have a rogue element you're never going to get rid of that you're always going to have people who do shit work um and oh yeah yeah there's always going to be like you're going to have cowboys what i'm saying to you is do you feel like there's a sense of um a lot of people pushing towards a goal of improving the industry no there's, there's just you're not there, there, no, the fuck. Like you got loads of these, you got loads of people, and, and I, I don't teach this, but they do it where I work, doing level twos, level threes. Some of them are dead keen. They want to get into industry. They're clearly interested in a career, not a job, a career. They want to watch stuff like this, read stuff, better themselves in their own time. And there's a load of people there that just go, oh, I can get £22 now as a sparky car. And you're like, yeah, you'll never, you won't get £22 now doing fuck all, mate, because you're fucking useless. You're useless now. 
You're going to be useless when you're a spark air. You'll never be any good. And these people coming in because they're getting sold the dream, aren't they? Mm. Which is which is not true. These adverts that used to pop up on Facebook about like the fast track courses, you could earn £60,000 a year after this course. It's like... Yeah, but you've no. got to pay tax on that and you get your van robbed twice a year and you've got to buy <laughs> tools and blades and drills and you get uh, up that, left that, about that, 5p. That's an achievable wage when you've had a business and let's say you've been self, self-employed, let's say domestic-wise, after four or five years of grafting and getting your name out there, you know, money in your pocket, take home 60 grand. Yeah. But, but it ain't going to happen overnight. And but if people these... are shite, then they're not going to get the regularity of constant work over and over again to ever earn that. In fact, they're no. lucky if they get 20 jobs before they can't work in the local area. Yeah. See, yeah. see, that's my, that's that, like, and everyone goes, oh, well, you've got these people coming in. It's a race to the bottom, blah, blah. I don't believe in the race to the bottom. I firmly don't believe that exists. I believe you're going in there, you're doing a good job, and then your prices go up with over time and like, mm. and, and your customer base goes up and you can charge a bit more because you're that good and you're that reliable and you've got that name. That's not the race to the bottom. That's you. Um, it's you just proving what you're worth and laying it on the line. And I don't believe in the race to the bottom. I believe if you if you're pricing jobs purely on well, if you're selling your trade purely on price, then you're you're you probably shouldn't be doing. It. You should go and work for someone. Yeah. I, I suppose it's only a race to the bottom if, if you join in with that race. Exactly, only exists for those. Game, yeah. yeah, only exists for those, isn't it? Um, I do think the industry's got better with all the stuff that we're doing now like you say instagram and there's youtube and there's webinars and there's all of the different sort of stuff i think there's so much good information out there now which wasn't available beforehand to the people watching they were stuck in a rut they didn't know any better they can't read the regs by themselves or interpret it they're just going off what their previous guys told them but now there's things out there which they can actively see and improve on we can all sort of up everything a little bit i see it getting better in domestic i don't i couldn't speak for mm. commercial um commercials a funny one because it, it it varies so much you can you can bump into a crowd of really good sparks or you could just go on a job and you're just like i don't know what's going on here mm. like this is with the commercial though you'll just get you'll get given plans and you've just got to sort of follow suit what you've sort of get told anyway don't you? yes you do generally in commercial sparking you have like well you tell them jamie you're more, uh, you're probably better I'm, off. I'm, I'm more every industrial, to be honest. I, I don't, I, I know shop fitters like you get big, good crews that are in demand. Like they they rock up, they've got absolutely everything, and they'll smash them out. When you go, you ain't got to check anything. But um, uh, there's, there's, it doesn't seem to be as many of them about anymore. And like you say, you just said the domestic's getting better. I think that's because the people that are shitter know they can't cut it anymore, which mm. is a good thing. So that it's maybe the industry is self regulating itself in that way because homeowners can. Go on YouTube now and see what good work looks like. And they can go, that few yeah. sports bollocks, mate. So, yeah. so they can get caught out. This is true. Do you know what, though? Like Nick was saying about we work from, like, in commercial and industrial, you work from drawings, don't you, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's not like them drawings, nine times out of ten, will, one, not be very good, or two, will clash with other services. Yeah, so you have to yeah. like you have to redirect and stuff like that, and you have to know how to do all that and what bends you can cut in and what bends you can't cut in and all that sort of stuff. That there is, there is, you do have to. There's use an element brain. to you having to. Yeah, change it's not Meccano. Like yeah. you've got to be, you've got to have a bit of this. You don't have to be. You don't have to write it. You just have to, be able to think. What do I do here? How does it? I you think it's to adapt to the situation. To look at something, and go. Are we, is, that, is it just me that sees things finished in my head? You know, does that make sense? You know, oh, all right, look. Rain Man. All right, Rain Man. But, no, but you've got to be able to visualize something. You go, oh, I can see how that's going to work. And you've got yes. to look at other stuff. Like yeah. looking, looking when your missus takes you shopping, you, you'll look like that, aren't you? Looking at how they've done stuff. No, I did it at the car park the other day. We went to the local park with the kids at the weekend, parked a multi story, and I'm stood there waiting for the lift. And it's all poor concrete walls and everything, ceiling, floor. And I'm looking above, you've got tray work all coming down on and it all metal conduit going up and i was like oh, that's a fucking good job that is even though it's nothing <laughs> to do with my stuff i was like yeah, one day you might go ah i know how to do this because i've seen it and that's what i think separates a good spot for bad spark is that the good sparks in the clothes shop look down and the good sparks look up yeah yeah it was nice to see. i'll tell you what i'll tell you a good place to go looking for uh tray work and like just you know your proper proper good installs is costco go into a costco and look up it is just mad tray work and conduit and 
all that sort of stuff. It's good. Because oh. what's got me about the big shops, you know, like I used to work at the big Tesco in Stafford, and why are the ceilings are fucking high? <laughs> <laughs> like the oh. amount of. Because it's that? only going, do you know, it's only going <sighs> up to like what you're saying on per shelf, you've got seven shelves, <clears throat> you're talking three and a half, four metres max. You can put a four metre roof on that building and run all the cable and everything, but no, 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 we'll have a, a 50 foot high ceiling with tray work dangling from cables. Which, and it's just like, why? I think it's, it's the fashion. Space. I think it's the fashion. It makes people feel good and they buy more, much like lighting in clothes shops is really important. It's, yeah, I think it just makes this place is really big and like a castle and that, and they want to buy things. I don't know. But there's Let a lot me tell to you that. about lighting in clothes shops, yeah? Why do they, why, listen, why on earth, yeah, do they make the lighting in the changing rooms make you look awful? Yeah. What? I've always thought it was the other way around. Bright spotlight oh. right above for shadows. Mate, honestly, I go into a changing room, I'll come out of the ump. I'm like, I hate myself. I'm a slug. Like, I come out, come out, feeling like a slug. Lumps and bumps everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm I like, always thought no. it was around. No, well, I, I don't know. Lightning. I went in Mark Suspenses the other day. I had to get a shirt for a wedding or something a couple months ago. Anyway, I go in there and it's kind of dark in there. Anyway, I'm looking, I'm get myself a shirt. I go into the changing room and it's got like, I turned around, I was like, oh, what? That, oh, that's me. Why is Shrek in the changing room with me? I was yeah. thinking to the way around. If you go to a proper, clo- like an expensive clothes shop where they're selling crap and they want it to look good, like uh, there's one in Meadowall near me, it's all dark, but their lighting is incredible. They could make a dog turd look wearable. In this there. is exactly what I've just bought this from Amazing. Super Dry. Super Dry shop. It's, you Super can barely dry, see that. that. They're Brilliant. good at it. They're good at it. And there's another uh, one. Is it Abercrombie and Finch? Their light yeah, is amazing. And, and, uh, amazing. Hollister. They used Hollister, to Hollister, that's it. Pitch black shop. Yeah. Their Finch lit up. And it just makes good stuff look, shite stuff look good, which is fair play to them. Fair play. Yeah. I think up lighting for fat people. <laughs> no, direct lighting. You just need a light point straight at your centre. And con... con Contouring. Cave, con, concave mirrors as well. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lie to ourselves. Paula <laughs> um, Mirror style. Well, this is it, man. Um, listen, there's a podcast going out. I've uh, gone out this week, uh, last week, by um, Mark and Neil about the JRB. They've had the JRB come on. Now, they won't come on this show. They won't come on because of my association with unions back in the day. Set far too many uh, burning barrels, have you, Sam? They want to come on with me instead of you, then? No, they won't touch a show. Oh, okay. I offered them that before. They won't touch anything to do with me. Fair. So, you know, they're not the first person to not like me. <laughs> they're not the first organisation not to like me. It won't be the last. No. But um, it's, it raises some interesting questions. Like the usefulness of the jet, like Nick's completely out of his comfort zone with these. Can you explain, right? This is going to sound really daft. Can you explain to me very daftly and simply what is the JIB? Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it, Jamie? I think you do better because you've got, I know you're the union, you're the union work you've done, and I think you'd explain it better than I could. I'm just, I, I've got my way of putting it, so I'd like to hear yours, to be honest. All right, I'll do mine and you do yours, all right? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay, so what the JIB is, is like one side is like a combine of different unions and and basically one side represents the worker, the other side represents the companies and who have signed up to the JIB as an organisation. And, and what they do is they have these negotiations where they set out the rates, the rules, the... All these things about the industry, uh, about what's fair in the industry, and it sets like a template. Well, they what they do is they set these this this book. It's like a book of regs. I can't remember what it's called, and that book is now enshrined for the companies that employ people and for people who who hold a JRB card. Now you have to follow the companies have to follow all the perks. And the workers have to be uh, qualified to a certain level and do certain things to keep their membership. One is uh, upgrade your um, to 18th edition when it comes. Well, upgrade to your latest regs when as and when they come out. Do a ECS test every three years, um, just like a basic set, say uh, electrical safety test and stuff like that every three years, and just basically 
like stay on top of your trade, which is all, and it works for the companies and the people in the companies. So is this mainly commercial, industrial, or is this everything? No. So if say, say you're a, say you want to take your company and become JIB, right? You get uh, become a JIB company. Um, you would then have to give Adam the exact employment rights that the JIB stipulate. So you might end up getting more money, more holiday, um, booper healthcare, all that sort of stuff. So it's really good to sign up to. Like, if you're a worker and you work for a JRB company, you're better off, generally. But why do companies go with JIB, though? What benefit do the big companies get? Let's say me as a boss, why, what would I get from it? See, I don't know that side. Recognition? That, like, you're with NIC instead of NAPIS? Or the get... big, the no, 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 no. It's Decent more... people will want to work for you. That's what I, I, I will say to them. Um, I, when I was a card kind JRB member, I would look to work for JRB firms because the book means that you know where you stand. I know where I stand. I know we both would do all right out of it as long as I'm a grafter and you pay me. So it's good luck. Right, okay. That makes sense. So that's basically all it is. And what happened is it got... Because it's the only sort of universally accepted qualification slash regulation of the industry for... Like, universally across the industry... Um what happened was agencies started using it and there was one particular agency. I can never remember the name of it that the ECA start, um, the ECA started, I think they started it and it had access to the JIB database or something. You, if you're a recruitment, a mechanical and electrical recruitment company, a recruitment agency, you can get JIB certified and then you get access to their records and stuff like that as well. So, and you can go on there and you can check gold cards and you can, you get a database of electricians with gold cards and ECS cards, a whole lot. So they started working with agencies. So agencies started requiring subcontractors to have them. So subbies like myself back in the day was required to have a gold card to prove that you're an electrician to get on to site. Right. Um, because it, what, it's like a passport. You've got your ECS on there. You've got your qualifications on there. So it's just a matter of turning up, going, gold card, boss, you're on. And that, and so what that ended up doing is you now had subbies with gold cards and having to pay the £100, £200, whatever it is, every three years to have this gold card. That means nothing to them. Because they don't get no benefits from it, but they have to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that ended up doing is giving the whole thing a stink name, because subbies have got it. They're not. They're not abiding by the JRB rules. They're not getting anything from the JRB rules, and it just turned it into a massive shit show. Sounds complicated. <laughs> it does now. <laughs> yeah, Sam, give me a nice job. short sweet uh, answer I, I don't think there is one though that's the thing like i've i've always been a card i was brought a proper apprenticeship apprentice card jrb card gold card technician black card and um, whenever i've worked for firms py which is a very small amount of my career like i said earlier i've always known that i've got a rule book they'll follow it they'll provide me with stuff i'll provide them with work they'll pay me and it's it's, it gives you, it's good for you, know, like you guys that don't want to somebody that want to be comfortable, know yeah. they're going to get holiday pay. It's great for that. And I think, yeah. um, in my experience with the 2000s and that, I was proud to be a card carrying JIB yeah. member, even though I never joined the union. Um, yeah, I am as well. And I, I'm not going to lie, I did a bit of research and I know Mark and Neil have released that podcast trailer today. Yeah. And they've told me a couple of bits. I wouldn't have gone at them anyway. And uh, I found a bit out that maybe I don't want to turn their toes. So I think it'd be a really interesting show to watch and find out about. But the only gripe we looked online is they never answer the phone. The card online system's a bit crap. Which if you're trying to get them a job, yeah. And that affects Sparkies who want to be JB Sparks getting jobs. So they need to address that. But all in all, I think they're all right, to be fair. And I think, I think why, why do you think they're all right, though? Like, because they've always North looked after me. Do you know what, though? <laughs> I'll tell you why you're right, you're right there. Um, and this is the reality. They actually, the JIB, the people who sit at the JIB office, they don't really have any decision-making abilities. No, they, they just write, they produce the book and tell us what the rates are. 
and they produced a book. And, and that book, I go, look, mate, here, I ain't got a bit of paper, but I go, here, in here it says what I'm entitled to, what you're entitled to, and both parties, because employers can be dicks. Yeah, of course. You know where you stand, and that's what that to, to someone who just doesn't give a shit if one gets wrecked a week and like I you to and get them around Thursday, just a nice place to be in it. Yeah, grab nuts for a week, Thursday the money's in the bank. If they try and sack me, which happens to me quite often, um, I've got some something to go at, use, you know what I mean? So they've always been all right with me, to be fair. Yeah, I don't like I don't think the JRB is inherently a terrible organization or have some mad agenda. You know, they're just a they're a money making organization. Well, then, are they are they a non-profit? Uh, you know, someone's making money out of me, but the problem with the service, I could give a shit. Like, if they make, no, no, like, which if, is true, yeah. Got like, gold yachts, great, but just soft yeah. cards out. <laughs> it's a, what they, I don't know. There's a million things you can argue about the JRB, this and that, this and that. But the reality is, they're a bit of a nothing organisation. They actually have people moan about them more than they probably should have credit for. I suppose as well, sometimes you let your JIB card lapse, yeah? You ain't got one. Then you get a blinding job with the JIB firm no. and you're trying to renew your card quick and then that's that's their fault, is it? That's your fault for being a sponge. Yeah, so a lot of that yeah. moan online will not be their fault anyway. Yeah. So, I know experience. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a funny old, it's a funny old thing, that, that lock. Um, I'm not really interested in the JIB anymore. I, to be honest with you, um, I've done my time subbing, done a long time subbing. Mm. Now, now I'm, I've never been happier as an electrician. Um, like I don't want to be an electrician for the rest of my life. I want to be very honest about it. So I've got plans, but the reality is, this is being and if you're not owning your own company like you two have, and you just be an electrician, being a subby electrician is the dumbest way of doing it, in my opinion. <laughs> Why? Nah. Soul destroying, bruv. You turn up to site, you're you're so, just a number, aren't you? You're just a number, and you're you are in London. You are in London. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, let me caveat my last comment with as a London subby, you can turn up on site. I mean, I've been on jobs, I've turned up on site, I'm doing a good job. You know, I know I'm doing a good job. We're smashing it in. You and then quarter to four on a Friday, you're wrapping up your tools. Oh, sorry, lads, just had a call from the office. Yeah, don't come back Monday. And, and it's I've like, seen that. I've seen it. I've been on jobs down there. I was on a big job down there, and we, we got rid of subbies that were 10 times better than the work, blokes that work for us. But yep. that's what they'll do. Yeah. And so it's a very soulless thing. But you know that going into it. You're not going into it blind. You're going into it with your eyes wide open. Right. I'm a subby. I'm going <laughs> to be down the road as quick as anyone. Um, I can leave tomorrow. There's no blowback. It is what it is. You go in with with your eyes wide open, it's all right. But after a while, what you find is you never see the end of jobs or you very rarely see the end of jobs. Um, mm. You've got no sort of recourse for anything. So someone comes in, calls you a dickhead, and he's a manager or something, you call him a dickhead back, and that's it. You're down the road. So it's I'll like, just bang him. <laughs> the only experience I've ever had, I've subbed once when I did all the council buildings, and they offered me a job. I'm like, this is mint. <laughs> It depends who you work for as well. It sounds like you've worked some managers that balance, yeah? If I have subbers on my site, I treat them the same as my own lads. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them as much time as I can. But if yeah. you've got wanker managers, which you often have, often. I've got my own reasons why that happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, wow, That's just this... wanker managers. Why, do, why, why are there wanker managers? Well, we've got... <laughs> um, I'll give you the quick one. Give you the quick one, yeah? And I'm going to use my old firm's name. So I'm not slagging my good man knows that I said earlier. Took on 10 sparks a year, yeah? So I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that nine to make my maths easier. Yeah, the top three go and do be like Nick Bundy, go and set up their own firm, or like me, go and set up their own firm. Yeah, so that's them three gone. Yeah, everyone, you seen that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the bottom three are, are absolute dog shit. One of them leaves in the first year of college. One of them leaves in the third year. One of them does his fourth year, then can't act sparking because and works in LV stacking shops. Yeah, which leaves you with a three in the middle. So they rise in that firm to a top. And they were always the mediocre sparks who couldn't do fuck all anyway. But they rise to the top because they're all what's left. So they're not the shittest. They know roughly what they're doing, but they've not got the ability to be a good manager. And that's what I see all over. All I see in the past PAY jobs I've seen in COVID, yeah, I just see shit management. And then I wonder why I made loads of money when I'm thick. And it's because I'm a good manager. And a lot of people aren't. And the firms are full of them. 
This Sorry, is what we've, just... people have said to me about on YouTube about Adam. To start with, when I said I was going to employ him, is why would you teach someone your trade who's going to go and steal your work? I was like, well, if you teach them right and pay them right, hopefully they wouldn't want to leave. Not for a very long time anyway. And I no. try to understand that, teach them to people. I said, I, what I don't understand, I employ Adam solely as a business side talking because I want to make money, more money. He can mm-hmm. help me do jobs quicker, more efficiently. He can then do his own jobs, which will make me money because I charge him out more than I pay him. That's how business works. If I spend all my time and effort now trying to train him to the best of my ability, give him all the tools he needs to be to do it quicker, he can earn me more money quicker. He'll be happier because he'll mm-hmm. get a pay rise. It's a win-win. The people yeah. that employ people, young lads, treat them like shit, don't speak to them with any respect and expect them to still do the same job. It just, it's just, yeah, it's, like get the tools, sweep up uh, your cock, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. we've then all he, done it, but then, then there's cases where he's working, I'll sweep up. It's like, mm. if, he's, finished, if he's wrapping some up, you'll do it, you'll get in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're a bit different because obviously you've got a presence on the social media. But, um, what I would say to some people is, it's like in your situation, is sometimes no matter how we treat them, they'll go because they want to spread the wings a bit. My apprentice yeah. did that to me, we had a bit of a fallout over it. Um, we buried the after, after a couple of years, he came back and I got him into a really good job. It's in now. I didn't hold it against him because the same thing I did. But sometimes they've gone spread the wings, but you can, if you look after people, they'll never leave you. Fact. I'll have a word with his mum. He won't be going anywhere. Yeah, just chain him up something. Don't feed him very well. Keep him there. Well, him or his mum. I can't <laughs> miss that a bit. Well, just, yeah, keep his mum prisoner. He'll never leave. Oh, yeah. I have to speak to his dad. I'll ring him now. But um, yeah, no, I just don't, I just don't like people treating apprentices poorly. But then I... Or anyone. The, well, anyone, yeah. But mainly... I've got treated like shit, not for an apprenticeship, but from working at a young age. Um, but I just think you treat someone how you want to be treated. That's always been the way. And yeah, we all have our bad days and we all have a bit of a, a pissy sometimes, but it, it's just, I can't understand people that just treat people with respect. Mm. Simple as that. Get my respect easier. and you get on. See, hold on, I've got to push back against this a little bit because <laughs> I'm a dickhead. Yeah, this is what I come on here for. Let's go. <laughs> so, I... I get in, I get moaned at by apprentices a lot, yeah. Well, I used to because I stop don't sitting on me. You're heavy. You. Oh. So I don't say please and thank you. I ain't trying to say please and thank you. Like if I'm in something, I'm thinking about getting a job done. So I'm like, right, right, grab me that, mate. Like let's go. Do you know what I mean I'm not asking? I'm not saying can you grab me that, please, kind sir. Thank you. Tell you. I know. Like, I know. I'm, you I ain't trying to say please and thank you. And I'm like, let's go, let's go. And then it's just different time, people though. It's different. I should hear me ordering a Chinese. Can I have a large chips, please? And an egg fried rice, please? <laughs> Everything's got a please. Then she goes, is that great? Yes, that's great. Thank you, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but that's just the way people are. A and good like, apprentice it, would know, though, you ain't got time for that nice tea. If you're in a buzz bar chamber asking for a 17 month spanner, he'll know that you ain't got time to say please or thank you. So It, it drives me mad. And like On site, they'll be like, can't you say please? And I'm like, no, I can't say please. Oh, you've got no respect, man. I'm like, <laughs> it's not like I've got no respect. I've got no time. And like I'm not... Like, oh, maybe I'm a bit, bit of a half, a half a div. Like, maybe I just have to concentrate wholly on this one thing, or mm. I have to be like kind and nice to you. I'm not particularly kind, I don't think. I'm not ruling no. out though that the apprentice could be a total cock end because they do exist. You know what I mean? Some people need yeah. to straighten it out. You know what I mean? Like we used to back in the day. Yeah, but this is the other thing. I was so <laughs> in my younger days, I was way too aggressive <laughs> on site. Way too aggressive. Like, cause I thought if you go on site, I was always scared. Like going on building, building sites. Cause I thought, like, it's where all the people who like to have a ruck and stuff go. But that's just not the the, the reality. So I used to be double aggressive, so no one be. It's like going to prison or something. I was, I was. But <laughs> the biggest guy there, yeah. I, I soon got wise that you don't mess with old men. Don't mess with an old men in a rough job. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, I, when you I, get into the mindset that they're just there to earn their money and go home. Once you understand that, it's like, oh, okay, it's not that scary. They don't really give a shit. They're scary. I, I, I had I had old boys that I respect this day, and I won't cross this day. I mean, I tell you, there was a guy I worked called Harry Parry. I think he's dead now. I hope he is. And he had massive, wiry, grey pubic hair. Yeah, and I was like, ain't no one scared of him. And I watched him turn on a six-amp breaker to a guy for 12 set of tread steps and blow him off them steps because he mugged him off. And that, that taught me a valuable lesson in life to not, judged people on how they look at <laughs> work. I was like, I was always dead nice to him. And do you know what? He put one of the best sparks I've ever worked for, taught me loads, but 
initially from school, I thought, oh, this guy's got note about him. Mate, I'm, stabbing, I'm, I'm stabbing him in the neck. <laughs> like, that's just not okay. Like, I, like it was. I'm, it was the like, noughties. Everything was okay. Huh? <laughs> Everything was okay in the noughties. You could get away with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I suppose it's a different era as well. Like, I don't know, man. And plus, being up north, where about <laughs> up north for you? Nottingham. No, not, not far from me. It's been about an hour and a half. Nottingham. You've got a terrible <laughs> accent as well. I've seen you on air taking a piss out of people from Nottingham's accent. So, yeah, so I thought, just, I'll hide it a bit. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't done a very good job. Your accent's worse than Nick's. And I've, I've actually. I don't even have an accent. <laughs> well, That's what I said. You're welcome because I've actually trained you out of it. <laughs> I don't have an accent. You have an accent. You're from, from Dan South or whatever, Sam. But I definitely. <laughs> Oh, listen, anyway, I feel like this is turning into nonsense time. Um, <laughs> Jamie, what else have you got to complain about on this episode? Um, you know, the problem is, if I've got something to complain about, I'll say it, which is mm. why on Twitter people think I'm a bit of a cock end, which I don't mind. But um, if I see, I, ain't got, I don't like going around complaining about everything. I'm not Victor Muldrew, but... I, I, I've got a question, I've got a question. So go you obviously watch a lot of YouTube, you've watched my stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch your ass stuff, but I like Sparks Fly and I like your, your stuff in your unit, the background <laughs> stuff. That's I don't, I'm, not, I'm not an ass busher. I'd like your mental health stuff, mate. I really appreciate you doing that. I think that's good. good crack that. I was going to say, all it was, if you watch the house busher stuff, is if there's one thing that you could literally ever dig at me for and go, what the fuck is that? Explain yourself. What would it be? But if it's all the stuff in the unit, then there's not I, wa stuff. I watch it, but I don't, I, don't, I don't go looking for trouble. I know I did that video about Thomas Nagy on capping, but it just got on my tits. Oh, I haven't seen that. I have to oh, go watch that now. Yeah, he talked. He talked. Yeah, but but I don't. You know I feel a little bit sorry that. for Thomas Nagy, right? And here's why, right? Because I feel That's like he's point. trying so hard to be yeah. the guy now. Like he's not the I guy feel, anymore. No, that slipped. Listen, that slipped. But what I mean is, like, he's invested all this dough into this company. He's really trying now to be the guy again. Uh, and he's got people wrapped around him that, you know, spend a lot of time preaching the good gospel of electrical knowledge, but really and truly don't practice it themselves. So it's, he's kind of on a bit of a loser, I think. Like, not saying he's a loser. I'm saying he's on a mm, loser. No, definitely not. I watched that Cappy video. I've, I don't watch him. I've never hardly watched him. That Cappy video. Oh, this will be interesting. Or maybe I'll learn something that I can use at college regarding this, or have it put away in a different point of view. I just watched it with my jaw on the floor, thinking, "What a load of old fucking shit this guy's speaking." I've not seen it. I've seen it pop it. up. I've not watched it. I don't want to get to the habit of doing like reaction videos, stuff like that. It's just not funny. But um, that oh, I would love like... to. I, I would love to do reaction videos. Like I was <laughs> thinking about doing it. Like just mocking Nick's. Uh... We could do it as a double act, like them two on the Muppets up in the back, up in the balcony. That's it. Yeah. Me and you in tuxedos <laughs> slagging off other YouTube videos. It's got legs that is. <laughs> Please get to do that. The Please. thing is, have you seen any of my uh, Fat Sam stuff that I, I, yeah, I've done? I, yeah, yeah. I, but I appreciate. You know what? I'd love to do that myself because that's my game. But as you know, as I know, you can't just crack out a camera and start recording on an industrial side. You get fucking. You can't. First of all, you get you get called a nonce. Like, yeah, yeah, right. What are you doing? And then they'll be like, Oh, you can't show that footage. I work in loads of interesting places that I just could never show, so that's why I have to make funny videos about light fittings. So I was, uh, I was on a job, and uh, there's this dickhead on there, right? And he hated subbies, he hated subbies, but he weren't in charge. It was a job that he weren't in charge on. And the geezer who was in charge was sweet, sweet as a nut, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'd have my camera out all the time, just like doing like doing bits and pieces. This is where I've done most of my footage was on this one job. It was at a Pfizer building. Pfizer would have gone nuts if they knew I was doing it. But the geese I was working for, he didn't care. He was like, yeah, do it. Anyway, this other one, Ginger Div, was uh was giving giving me some stick and I turned around to him and I went, You do realise I make two hundred and fifty quid a video from this. <laughs> so every video I make a day. I'm making an extra 250 quid. He lost his shit. It was a lie. No, nowhere near that. <laughs> but I said it just to wind him up. And it got so far up his nose, he hated me. It's the people trolling, don't they? Trolling, I mean, I've had 
I've got a few videos on there. I've had one that went a bit somewhere. I get people trolling my red on my heart. Go make your own fucking videos on your penis. Like, don't don't mock me for what I do. Do it yourself. You think it. it's so easy. Yeah, but you will get it. You will get it. Like you put anything out on the internet, you get negative back. You do. I get negative on the show. I wish you would die. That's good stuff. doing it. That's don't you want that? I'll, I like it. I'm negative. Yeah, mate. I don't care because mm. I don't care about other people's opinion who I don't know. Mm. Like, that's that's the thing is, yeah, I agree with that. You've got to earn my respect and you have my respect for me to care about your opinion. Yeah. It's like if someone don't like me and they don't know me, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, when David Savory shared my video, I was like, that, oh, dreamy. You know what I mean? I was like, well, sure. But if someone says, oh, that's a pile of shit, I'm like, ah, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll just click on their avatar, find out where they live and go and put a steaming dog shit through the letterbox. <laughs> that easy, isn't it? I don't mind driving for four hours. Sorry, that guy. But... <laughs> I don't know. I think we've got to get you back on with old Savo. I think Absolutely. Got... What I'm going to do is, and I was going to do it tonight from Savo's special case show. I've got a pub in the back garden, and I was going to do it from there. But I might call it the Rusty Bat Box now. In oh. <laughs> the thing here. should we do an episode from the Rusty Bat Box? I think it's me and Dave aren't that far away from you. I've got. I've literally got a working pub in the back garden. Um, it's in one of my videos. The latest one. There's a little cut to it. I'm in the pub. That's my garden bar. And I was going to do it from in there, but. I would like to use it for something like this to, That'd be wicked. to to help younger people become alcoholic sparks like the rest of us. <laughs> well, you might notice that I've stopped. I was drinking juice today. Um, <laughs> do you know? We want, listen. It's January. Look we're how thin we all are until today. about Thursday. I felt we. I just ordered one of them. Um, I've used it earlier. The air fryers. Oh mate, oh. they're amazing. I bought a big air fryer. I cut a sweet potato. Cooked some salmon. Some chicken for tomorrow. Uh, I had one before, it was like a little one, so you can only get a couple of chips in it, and you always get burnt ones around the edge, but this has got shelves, like trays, and it's, you can do a full meal. Is it a No, I didn't know anything about them, so I ordered it off Amazon. My mate was a bodybuilder, and he went, oh, have you got a ninja? I was like, what's that? And then I looked on it, and apparently the best one you could buy is a ninja for great. Yeah, it's the only ninja great. I let in my ass. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it, but I said to Sam just as we were starting, because I have not... Had any sugar, can of monster or anything like that. I just drank about four litres of water today. I've just got an absolute banging headache. But sugar withdrawal. I like as everyone else, um, start my diet tomorrow. Um, it's gonna last me about four hours before I stop off at Starbucks, get a Starbucks and a cake, you know, but whatever. I've got back to the fitness today and it about killed me, to be honest. Horrible. What do you mean get back into yeah. fitness though? Are you into fitness? Uh, I'm an armor reservist, so I have to keep myself fit. And my my fitness test coming up soon, six miles, 20 kilos, something like that. So I took the 20 kilo out, but I died on the race course. <laughs> <laughs> my dog's looking like, going, what's up, mate? I'm like, oh. Nah. No, I've got to use uh, the emergency button on Strava. Wow. Wow. <laughs> cool for <Right>. help. <laughs> Monday Club, we're out.